Welcome, welcome, everyone. It is Peyton Fisher, and it is Tuesday the 17th. It is 2.38 in the afternoon, and I have... Chris Benson. Chris Benson. You cannot pronounce his last name if you look at it on a paper. Uh, he is with the Safari Hospitality. Is that yes, right? that is correct. And we are going to learn all about the hospitality industry. We're going to learn why is Chris in it. We're going to learn about who he is as a person, and we're just going to have fun on this radio show. So... That said, we are going to Facebook this live really fast, so give us all about a 15 to 20 second intermission here as we pull this up to shoot this out to everybody. Okay, so if you go on your phone, Mm -hmm. Radio St. George, and you scroll down, uh, let's see, sometimes it takes just a minute or two to, to get it to go live. But as as mine is working on loading up, why don't you give us an intro on yourself? Two okay. to three minutes, who you are, what you do, why do you do it? So I am, uh, like you said, Chris Benson uh, with Safari Hospitality. We uh, manage four hotels down here in St. George. We've got the Holiday Inn, the Hilton Garden Inn, the Fairfield Inn by Marriott, and uh, the Hyatt Place. And so I am the regional director of sales over the four hotels, and... We just rock and roll. We we have a have an amazing staff, four amazing, beautiful properties, and it's all about hospitality and taking care of our guests. Okay, awesome. And you have been here in Southern Utah how long, Chris? So I've been here since two thousand two. So I've been here for a while, actually. Okay, so almost a native. Uh, pretty close, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we we just shared something in common the other day. Yeah, we did. We did. We were. Have the, the same birthday. Yeah, it was it was kind of funny. We were sitting in an allies meeting, and they said two people share the same birthday, and both me and Chris were were the awesome ones. We'll just say. <laughs> okay. So am I doing a uh, watch party on this, or what am I doing? Yep. So all you do is you click that little the copy button or you, the little share button, and it will give you a copy link or share post now. And then you'll be able to just go right on. It's for for the viewers. It's really hard to explain how to do this if you're not live on on it because it doesn't actually show up. So it always kicks everybody's butt like the first like minute or two. Let's see here. Okay, so we'll copy the link, and then now. So I'm listening to myself. <laughs> listening to myself. It's totally crazy. So then we'll go back to your home here. And then we'll click cancel. What's on your mind? Copy and paste. Uh, there we go. There we go. Perfect. There we go. Okay, so Chris, you've been down here since 2002. I have. What, what brought you to the great St. George? So actually a totally different industry. I was uh, in, in college down in Arizona, and I'd been in the car business before that. Decided I didn't want to be in the car business my whole life. Uh, loved the money, hated the environment, and wanted to get out. Okay. So half my family was in the car business. The other half was in the commercial printing industry. Okay. And so I decided to pull myself out of uh, the car business and um, pull myself out of the car business and and go to back to school. And so I went to ASU and MCC. Um, MCC sounds like M, like a, a rap or something. <laughs> Mesa Community College is what it is. Okay, cool. So, uh, went there to uh, go after business management with a twist of printing sales. And um, about a couple of years in, I get a phone call from my father who ran a commercial printing industry or a commercial printing company called Rocky Mountain Printing. And uh, he said, uh, you know, as a father, I shouldn't do this, but as a business owner, I'm looking for someone in in St. George to move to St. George 
to um, oversee that uh, satellite office. <clears throat> and he said, so if you're looking at getting back into the uh, commercial printing industry, because I worked in printing all through high school and for a couple years out of high school. Okay. Um, he said, if you want to get back into it, then uh, uh, meet me for a job interview on Friday. And this was on a Monday. This is your... My father. Okay. <laughs> and so this is midterm. And that's why he's saying that I shouldn't be doing this as a father, but I'm looking for someone as as, as a business owner. Okay. And so what? And this is in 2002. Yeah, this is uh, February of 2002. Okay. So you have a baby face. How old are you? <laughs> I'm 40. Okay. I'm halfway to 80. I don't know if that that's really a baby <laughs> face. <laughs> well, you look you look really young. That's for sure. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. So then, anyways, I moved here, was in the rock and rolled with the with the printing, and loved it. It was great. When the recession hit, oh seven, oh eight, uh, the company couldn't weather the storm, and so it was either change careers or change locations. I jumped ship on uh, the career because I love St. George. Um, this I knew this is where I wanted to have a family. Um, so, anyways, okay, yeah, I sold copy machines for a little bit and then fell into the the hospitality industry. So you fell into it. So how, how does someone fall into the hospitality industry? It's quite funny, actually. So my predecessor, uh, her name's Shandy, she, uh, uh, she was a friend of mine, uh, and she, she put in her notice to uh, relocate to a different property, and she had it all lined up for the person that was going to take over her spot, and they bailed out after she had already she was in motion to leave. She was like a week and a half away from leaving. And so they were, they put it up and had a ton of interviews. I, one of my friends said, you know, this looks like something you do, you know, taking care of people and, and banquets and, and stuff like that. And so I, I like, all right, I'll give it a shot. Quite honestly, if you were to ask me two weeks before getting hired, if I ever thought I'd be in the hotel business, I'd tell you you're up in the night. <laughs> now, quite honestly, I, I don't see myself getting out. I love it. I love I love the, being able to serve people. I love being around different people all the time. I love seeing where people are coming and going. It's it's fun. Okay. So now, speaking lightly on this, but in reality, there's chaos going on right now. There is. There is. There is. And how do you see that affecting the hotel industry? So, quite honestly, I mean, right now it's tough. It's it's tough. We've seen in the last week hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of uh, cancellations of groups, and that's not even including the individual travelers. That's just group business, and so it's it's gonna really it's gonna it's gonna be tough. But excuse me, on the upside of it, we're a different type of a company. We're always looking on how to help people, like we're putting together. Um, a totally uh, economic way to actually travel for people because I know a lot, there is a lot of people that are scared of traveling right now. Mm-hmm. And so we're putting together today uh, a 50% off uh, travel uh, over the next few months. And so you have to, you, you come down for a couple nights. Uh, best thing about it is St. George, to my knowledge, has yet to have anyone with the coronavirus outside of the the couple that um, were on that cruise ship. Outside of that, we haven't had anyone else. And so we're still a great place to travel to. Okay. So, so on the business side of that, so what, and and this is, you guys, I'm asking this completely on the fly because I'm Mm -hmm. just thinking about these questions as, as we're going. If they put like a ban down on, you know, you can't, 
they're, I mean, they're stopping in, in other states, they're stopping all government buildings are stopping all type of non-essential quote things. Yeah. Can they, will they, or can they do that on a hotel where people are just completely stranded? You know, I, I don't think it's within their rights to do that. Um, if they do, then they do. I mean, it's, it's something that I can't really respond on. Okay. It's, it's to me, our constitutional rights. I don't believe that they should or could do that. Okay. But on the flip side, if it is what's best, it is what's best. It's going to be devastating for so many. I personally, I feel I am more scared of the people that are going to go bankrupt over this than actual people that are going to die. I'm not saying that I'm not sympathetic for the few Mm -hmm. that do die. I just feel like we're hurting ourselves in such a much bigger way right now that it's it's tough. Yeah, they're shutting down, quote, the Mm non-essentials. Whatever that means, restaurants, yeah. bars. I mean, they're uh, they're trying to shut down anything that that has multiple people in it, and it's to the point where the restaurants right now are uh, shutting down, and so drive-through service is only available at fast food. But most of the re- regular restaurants are all shutting down because of the scare and the hype that's going on. Yep, and and to my knowledge of news that has just been coming in, there's a lot of uh, builders, a lot of uh, real estate people who are starting to feel the effects of people walking away from things that are actually happening. They, yeah. They're under contract. They say, nope, I don't want to deal with this. Now, th- this wasn't the reason why I brought you in here to talk about it, but that is what is what's going on. It's what's live right now, unfortunately. Right this minute. So so that said, you guys are still up and functioning. You're still well, rocking and rolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you heard of any potential cancellations on you guys aren't calling people and saying, hey, you can't come here? No, no. I mean, we've got our doors open. We've got um, we're, uh, not holding any meetings or conferences or conventions right now, because that is against, uh, what the governor has asked of, of, uh, um, I believe the last one was a hundred people or less. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know the president did the, uh, has, uh, requested 10 people, no more than 10 people in one, one area that hasn't been mandated within the state of Utah. That's been a recommendation at, at, from my understanding as of right now. And so pretty much all of our meetings, all of our conventions, those we've, we've taken a step back on those, but the, the hotel uh, in and of itself, I mean, right now, if you want to get a good rate <laughs> and if you want to travel and go and see places right now, I think is the best place to, time to do it. My brother actually, it cracks me up. He flew down to Cabo last weekend because it was so cheap. It was I mean, he. We went down to Vegas for my birthday, and he kept flying on to to Cabo just for a few days, just because it was how cheap it was. If you want to travel, right now's the time to travel. <laughs> That's crazy. Okay. Well, while you still can, at yeah. least for a while. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's get away from the virus. Let's get away from those things. Let's talk about what would be fun if you had two weeks to do whatever you wanted. If they told you you couldn't come into work, what would you do for two full weeks? So for two full weeks, I'd take my family and I'd go, for me, if I could, I'd go grab my trailer, take the side-by-side out, and go get lost in the desert for two weeks. Nice. Do you have a particular place you like to go? Oh, I go everywhere. I love, I mean, my backyard's San Hollow. You know, I live out kind of by the airport, and so I don't have okay. to put my side-by-side on trailer I can just drive right, drive it right out of my nice. garage which is I'm very blessed to do it was something I had a dream of all growing up being able to ride my dirt bike out of my driveway and my kids are spoiled because they get that <laughs> how many how many let's talk about family how many kids do you have I've got three beautiful kids how three. old how old uh, I've got one that's 16, one that's 13, and one that is 10. 16, 13. So, so you have another driver in your house right now? Yes, I do. Just barely. Boy or girl? 
And and I lied. My my nine year old's turning ten this year. Sorry. Oh no but, judgment. But yeah, no. Sixteen uh, year old is boy. Uh, we're all boys in my family. Wow. Um, yeah, and all growing up, they were all about dirt bikes. And I mean, we we love the desert. We like to play around. And uh, now he's sixteen, so he's all about his friends and doesn't <laughs> so much love dad anymore. But oh. I still love him. So do you, do you guys go out on the side by sides a lot and play? We do. Okay. We do. And yeah. you're, are you, so you're a side-by-side family. Do you have dirt bikes and other toys also? So the kids have dirt bikes. I sold my dirt bike. You know, when you get with age comes the cage. I don't okay. bounce like I used to. When I, <laughs> when I fall, I break. So <laughs> my kids have seen me break my collarbone, my ribs. I mean, it, oh. it, I just don't bounce like I used to. <laughs> okay. No, no fun at all. So, okay. So let's see here. So you're, you've been in hospitality for how many years now? Uh, since 2002, yeah. Oh, so it was right after that. So oh, I apologize. No, I moved here in 2002. I've been in hospitality about seven years. Okay, seven years. Yeah. And talk about why why somebody would want to go into hospitality. What have been your experiences through the years? So it's for me, it is fun to see where people are coming, where they're going. It's fun to be ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen. And that's, you know, uh, that's a coined phrase from Marriott way back when. And it's something... Tell, tell me what you mean by a coined phrase. It, uh, it's something that, that we try and get everyone to, to live by. And why I, why I say it's a coined phrase is because they're the ones that said that. And it means so true to me because there's some people that show up at the property and very rude to our, our agents. And, and I just try and impose on every one of them that we're ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen. And so we need to act professional and they need to act professional because that's a mutual respect that we should all have. That's cool. Fully respect that. So tell me how how someone gets into that industry if they said, hey, I, I want to have that exciting industry. I want to be able to travel because you guys get kind of travel discounts for you guys, right? We do. We do, okay. yeah. So if somebody wants to come in, they want to work for a year or two and say, hey, I want to do this. Well, how would somebody want to get it or how would they be able to get into the industry? So typically the industry starts, you know, at a front desk agent um, in housekeeping, <clears throat> excuse me, it starts as they're young and kind of, and grows with it. Okay. Uh, you'll find most of the hoteliers have been in that business most of their life. Uh, for me, it was a little different because I was in sales. I got put into the sales role of the hotel and I kind of jumped into it because I was in a different industry, but I had a lot of sales experience with selling cars, with selling printing, selling commercial printers, I mean, uh, uh, or commercial printing and selling actual uh, printers like uh, copy machines. Okay. And so I uh, had a lot of experience of, of that. And so I jumped in in a different way than most people actually do in the industry. Most people grew up with it. Grew up, I mean, something that they do while they're in college or out of college and and then grow up with it. And they just never go away? Yeah, yeah. So I think one of the like maybe a stigma of what I hear is that you guys never stop working because hotel business is always open. Hotel business is 24-7. It really is. Um, and so there's the operations side and there's the sales side. Um, the operations side is always going. And the sales side, we only – so I'm on the sales side. And we can only sell when, when our clients are, are able to sell. And when I say that, what, when we sell, for a, a lot of people get confused, like what do you, how do you sell a, a hotel? <laughs> And we're going after corporate business. I mean, that's the one thing that most people don't realize that we do is if we ha- if there's corporate companies out there that have travel coming in either to see them or 
for their company, working for their company, then we can hook them up with a deeply discounted rate that they don't have to ride the rate, cha- the rate train and they're able to um, have a good, clean place to stay, the best home away from home you could possibly imagine. And we set them up with that at a decent rate. Okay. So, and, and those hours are nine to five or an eight to six. Or? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's daytime hours. It's it's it, when we're so when you're in the sales side, it's the only part of the hotel business that actually has more of a, a Monday through Friday atmosphere. Every everyone else, I mean, all of my awesome awesome departments, they they all are working. You know, the, the weekends. We've got graveyard shifts, of course. You know, it's 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 great. Okay, that's awesome. So, do you guys look for college students that are going through college to pick up night shifts or uh-huh. to do auditing things like that? Yeah. So the night audit is is one that that is the graveyard shift of the front desk, um, and and it just depends on the on which hotel. So each one of the hotels has a general manager that handles all the the operations and handles all of the hiring and firing of of, of the uh, the staff of that. Okay. And so that that's a whole nother world you said, right? So you're in the sales. Right. This is operations and this is sales. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that can you can the sales department handle a lot more a lot more facilities than just an operations? Does that make so, sense? So where operations is property specific, mm-hmm. so each one of the hotels that that I oversee has an operations department, has a general manager that that oversees the whole property. They run it. They 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 do the operation side. So my team oversees four different hotels here down here in St. George. Okay, interesting, cool. Okay, so tell me longevity. How long do you want to be in this career? What what do you see forecasting in the future? Do you want to stay here in St. George, or do you want to be like the salesman over fifty hotels? You know, um, yeah. I mean, I could see myself going into you know a. a company director of sales or a, um, a larger regional director of sales. Uh, we've got my, my boss, Jamie. She's awesome. She is over the whole company. And uh, cool. so, which is 26, soon to be 27 hotels that she is overseeing. Um, and so, I mean, I could see myself going in into to a role similar like that at, at some point, but I'm loving what I'm doing. I love the team that I work for. I love the properties that I'm at right now. So does does the hotel industry? Do you guys get like? Do they take care of you on like the retirement side? Like you're able, once you've been in the company a couple of years, you can like start working towards retirement and those type of things. So no, no, uh, not not as of right now. We, we don't have that the, that set up. Um, it is, you know, the longer you're with the company, the more um, paid time off you have. But as of right now, we do not have the retirement side set up. Okay, well that's okay. Okay, so talk to me about. Uh, the, the fun side of things again. I keep, I love business mm-hmm. and I sometimes I pull away from the family type of things. But I want, I want the, the audience to know when they see you in the community, they're not afraid to come talk to you, the big beard, you know, you're a <laughs> big, strong guy. I want them to realize that, hey, you know, Chris is a really cool guy. He's really down to earth and he can talk to anyone about anything. So my goal is connections. I, I, I want to know everyone in the area because it's not, there's so many people that do the X's and O's of that person could give me business, that person could give me business, but you don't know what you could give that person either. And mm-hmm. so for, for me, it's all about connections. I love getting to know people, who they are, their background, their history, what they love to do. I mean, there's so much more to life than just work. And 
I mean, I'm, I'm a very spread out. I've, I do very many different things, uh, in, in my life. So I've got the, the hotels and, and, and that, that business, but then I'm in very many different networking groups and charity organizations, uh, and then my family, my kids, my wife, my beautiful wife, um, we have so, I'm so stretched, but very leveled. I mean, I, it's, it's a balance act. And for us to be able to live life to the fullest, we have to have that great balance in life. So how does your wife handle all this? You have three boys, so I'm sure your house is uh, a food pantry, <laughs> complete chaos, loud all the time, and dirty, stinky clothes. That's very true. Very true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, loud all the time. She, my wife, uh, I love that woman. Anyways, she's. She, I'm very blessed to have her. Um, she and I were looking at each other uh, last night as my 13 year old and like nine of his friends were yelling upstairs and jumping on the trampoline. <laughs> We've got the house that those kids all want to hang out at whenever I get home from work. If uh, my wife doesn't beat me home, I usually have anywhere between five and seven kids sitting on our front lawn because we don't let the kids in our house without us there. Okay. The, the friends can't come in, and so they're all sitting there patiently waiting for us to get home because <laughs> we've got the party house for the kids to play at. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about party. What what brings them in? Uh, we've turned the whole upstairs to them, I and mean, so we've got a two-story house, and the upstairs has um, a bunch of uh, pictures all over uh, with motocross and supercross riders that are all signed. We've got a bunch of motivational sayings that is, uh, that is on the walls. We've got a huge TV up there. We've got basketball hoops and uh, upstairs, the, the side-by-side basketball hoops. <laughs> and then we've got the trampoline out back. And so the kids just tend to love to hang out at our house. Okay. Do you feed them? Um, right now it's a little scary to feed them with, with our shelves in, in the, in the grocery stores, but yeah, we, we feed a lot of them. Okay. Yeah, that's true. I didn't think about that. I know a lot of 13 year old boys can consume a lot oh, of food. Oh my heavens. You don't even know. Tons of food. Okay. So, uh, you guys have the party house. So you have a lot of cool things, but what else do you think draws those kids there? Um, I think, I, I don't know. I think they just like to be there and like to... Um, we try and put on an environment that is, is okay for the kids to play and have fun and be kids. And, and sometimes, you know, we, we've got to shut it down. Everyone has their, their bad days and whatnot, but, but, uh, for the most part, we let them be kids. Do you find that the, your, your education, in the hospitality world of how to really, truly take care of someone and care for them, do you feel like that has spilled over into your kids and their friends that you'd like to beat sometimes, <laughs> and you're able to talk to, to take a deep breath and you know let them talk or something like. Have, have you ever had that happen? Sometimes, I mean, yeah, I, I think everything in life contributes to who you are right now, and so everything that you've experienced makes you who you are today. Okay, and so I would say yeah, but I mean, it's a forever ongoing struggle. <laughs> you're always wanting to be better and and do better. And okay, one second here, we're about to go live here. Okay. So, 
Welcome, welcome, everyone. It is Tuesday, March 17th, 2020, and I have Chris... Benson. Benson, you guys, we're still. I'm still laughing about his last name. <laughs> if you ever try to pronounce his last name, just don't look at it and just say it's just Benson. We left a few letters out of the alphabet, that's for sure. Yes. So, <laughs> that said, so we've been talking today for about 25 minutes already. If you guys see any value in what we're going to talk about, please jump back onto the Facebook Live. Everything's recorded. It's all in there. Uh, we've been learning about the hospitality industry. We've been learning about what Chris likes to do for fun. His house is the party house. It's the one that has the two stories and all the kids are going to be there. Uh, <laughs> they they like to have fun. So it's been really fun to learn about that. So Chris, what I want you to do is give a two minute on who you are, why you're here, where you're going. Sounds like I just went to church. Let's just say that. <laughs> Let's just say that in a way. Tell me why you're in St. George and where you're from. So originally from Salt Lake, uh, went to college in Mesa, um, Phoenix area. Um, I moved here in 2002 uh, for a commercial printing industry career, and that went belly up in 07. And then at that point, I jumped ship on the career because I love the location. I love St. George, and this is where I wanted to raise a family. Okay. And tell me about your family. So I've got a beautiful wife, Cassie, and then I've got a 16-year-old named Aiden, and then I've got uh, my middle child is Mason, and he's 13, and then my youngest is Cade, and he's nine. Nice. So you guys don't have to get a babysitter anymore? No, they, they're pretty self-sufficient <laughs> kids now. <laughs> that, that's pretty awesome. Okay, so we've been talking about the hospitality. Tell, tell me what you do, what you do down there. Give me, a, give me your spiel. Okay, so I work for Safari Hospitality. Uh, I am regional director of sales over four hotels down here in St. George. Uh, we've got the Hilton Garden Inn, the Holiday Inn, the Hyatt Place, and the Fairfield Inn by Marriott. Okay, do you ever forget one of those when you're telling people that? Um, <laughs> not usually. <laughs> okay. It has happened once, but they're they're beautiful properties, so it's hard to forget. Okay, that's awesome. So give me the the condensed version of how you ended up working for the hotel industry, because that wasn't your dream, right? So, no, I didn't even know. I, I, I never thought I'd even be in this career. Uh, many, you know, two weeks before I got into this line of work, if you asked me if I was going to be in, in hotel business, I'd tell you you're up in the night. And <laughs> now I don't see myself getting out of it. I, I love it. I love the properties I work for. I love the company I work for. It's It's been great. But, uh Okay, that's awesome. So we were we were talking heavily about family and kids and party houses and all kinds of fun things like that. And we the last question that I ended on is, do you feel any of your trainings from the hospitality has ever been able to fall over or, or carry over into your family? Uh, and I want to I want to ask another question on that. Do they train you guys a lot at, at the holiday? Do they help you be better? Tell me about that. They do. Uh, we so excuse me when. I got into the industry. Um, they, the company I was working for, dumped a ton of money into me because I'd never been in the hotel business, and it was very unheard of for me, for someone to get in the hotel business where I did. And so, they sent me to a lot of hospitality trainings, um, hotel management trainings, uh, property specific trainings, and then every time we added, uh, you know, when we have added a, a property on. Like when we built the Hyatt place, they sent me to Chicago to learn all about Hyatt because each brand is very different. They're, they all do the same things, but they do it very different. They each have their niches, and so there has been quite a bit of training throughout the years, yeah. So tell me tell me more about hospitality training, about hotel training. What, what does that even mean? 
it's all about service. It's all about learning how to serve other people, uh, realizing that if if someone's taking something out on you, that most likely that's a story that you are probably not even involved in. And so you try and get through it to try and figure out how to make make every guest leave satisfied. And that is our goal in the hotel business is to figure out what's if there if there is a concern or if there is a problem, find out what that is and what it's going to take to make it make them happy, make them walk out that door smiling and turning the any issue that might arise around. So there has to be some crazy stories. So if we could sidestep for just a second and just, I mean, obviously no names, no things like that, but tell me a story that, that you were able to take that training into effect. Somebody comes in just blazing mad and you're like, oh, I trained for this and able to help them vent, get it out and, and have them leave. Do you have any on the top of your head? So there was this one guy, um, this is probably four or five years ago and it was, um, uh, the guy is at the front desk. The um, front desk agent got yelled at for a little bit. She came and grabbed me. Um, the GM wasn't on property uh, at the time, and so they came and grabbed me. I jumped up there, talk, talked to him for a little bit, and he was talking about he, how everyone was rude to him when he walked in and, and people um, weren't treating him the way that he wanted to be treated. I sat there and just listened, and that's what I realized my uh, front desk associate wasn't doing, is they were trying to fix the problem without listening, and you can't. You can't ever do that, and that's one of those things, you know, and, and every time we, something like that happens, we turn it into a training topic. It is, it's something that we can talk about to make sure it doesn't ever happen again and to make sure that every guest does leave satisfied. And, but listening to him and then empathizing with him and saying, I can't even understand, I, I can totally understand what you're talking about. And I'm sorry that you had to go through this. And then for me, my, my tactic, anyone that knows how I resolve is I always turn it back onto them so that it makes them feel like they have control uh, of the, of the resolution and say, what can we do to make this right? And then you wait. And if they don't say anything, then you start start uh you know coming up with ideas on how we can you know make it right by giving them breakfast giving them something out of the pantry mm-hmm. if if it's a bad enough experience for some reason you know comping the room doing it, whatever it takes to make sure that they come back and see us next time they're in town and it's amazing how many times i think i need to give more than what they actually want and that's why i always put it on them to what can i do to make this right there was one time this guy, I was thinking I was going to comp a room because of uh, it was a gal's last day on the job, and she treated this individual not okay. She was a restaurant. She worked in the restaurant, and she treated him horribly. And the way he was treated, reacted, and downgraded by, by this, by this ex-employee of ours, he deserved compensation. I mean, he really did. It was it was not okay the way that he was treated. And so I was planning on comping the the guy's room. And I said, what can I do to make it right? You let me know because I'm, I'm at your mercy. What can I do? He said, give me a candy bar. <laughs> <laughs> and I was ready to comp his room. <laughs> so it's that's what I'm saying is it's all about finding out what makes that guest tick because it could be something little, it could be something big, it could be something money-related, it could be they want more points on their, uh, on their rewards. I mean, you never know. And so it's all about finding out how to fix it the right way. So I just have to put a plug in there. Do you do, you do that to your wife? 
when she has a problem, you sit there and listen and you say, what can I do to make this right? <laughs> Not as well as I should. <laughs> Isn't that crazy though, how it worked with our clients? Yeah. We can be so awesome and so patient. And then as soon as we go home, we kind of take that work mindset off. Yeah. And we're like, okay, I'm at home now. I can relax. Yeah. It's, it's unfortunate that it's that way. And I feel so bad for my wife because she deserves the every minute of the way that I treat my guests. And I wish I could do that. And baby, if you're watching, I love you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, I think that's something I talk about almost every day when I Facebook live, I talk about something that we can do, something that we can help, something that can help us be better. And I think that's the perfect thing is to say, okay, when I go home tonight, I can treat my family just how I treat my either employees, my clients, the people in my work life who we don't necessarily love. I mean, we, we want to take care of them. We got to make sure them because that's mm-hmm. that's how we provide for ourselves. But when we go home, like our, I don't want to say our lazy hat kind of goes on, but it's like, oh, I'm at home now. Yeah, She loves me. I can be lazy. That, what? And she deserves so much more. She deserves even better yeah. than our clients. 100%. Better than it. And I'm, and I say that now you're saying that to me. I'm like, dang it! Why is Chris telling me to do this when I go home? <laughs> but I, I, I'm going to, and yeah. I, I want to either challenge or I want to challenge you and challenge whoever's listening to this. Whether you're a male, whether you're a female, it doesn't matter. When we go through our lives, we just kind of shut off when we go home and we go in that little special bubble. Yeah, and we forget those are the ones that we love. It's unfortunate that we do that, and it's just kind of like a routine that you you fall into because you've got the love for your family, and they deserve so much better than what we've given them. Mm-hmm. So, or we are giving them or have given them whichever way we're whoever's listening you're at right now we're gonna do better i can feel it yes we are <laughs> okay so so tell me more about so that was the i love that training that they put you through to to help calm a client mm-hmm. tell me some other trains tell me more about other trains that they put you through most of them are system trainings and okay. so learn, learning the the property management system um the the way of that property i mean each like i said every hotel brand does the same thing, but they do it differently. And so it's the way that they check people in, the way that they, um, the amenities that they have in their in their rooms, in their lobby, the way that their lobby is set up, the way that their restaurants and bars are set up. I mean, everything's so much different and they have a brand standard that you have to live within. If you have a branded property, you have to live within those brand standards. Wait, okay. So tell me more about, you said how you check someone in, like when they come into the lobby, mm-hmm. are they told to like say something to them? It's, yeah, there's there's quite a bit of it. We want it to be authentic. We want it to be personable, but we have to hit certain notes. We, we have to hit certain topics okay. at check in, and so it's uh, either letting them know about the bar that's down that's down the hall. It's letting making sure that we are uh, recognizing them as a Hilton Honors member or a Diamond member or a platinum member, depending on which brand you're, you're with. Um, it's uh, making sure that they understand that the amenities of the property, the, um, the, all the way down to the internet, check, how to log on to the internet. And so everyone's a little bit different on, on that for the check-in process. Okay. Do, do most travelers know pretty extensively or in, intimately what they're going to get when they go from this hotel to this hotel? To this hotel typically and so if people are on the road a lot for for business they'll usually pick one brand and stick with it and so they might be in a hilton garden in one day a hilton the next day and uh hampton in the day after that but if you're in on the road uh enough excuse me if you're on the road enough you know what comes with each one of those brands because every if you go into hilton garden in you should get pretty much consistently the same thing every time you go into hilton garden in 
Hampton Inn is different, and but they're both under the Hilton name. And okay. so it just depends on which actual brand you're going to. But usually the, the travels, travelers will stick with one brand or two brands. And the people that travel a lot will usually have two brands because they will have um, the same brand in every city. Okay. And so when you go into smaller towns. So when someone calls you and they say, hey, Chris, I've got this event coming up or I've got these people, how do you know which one to filter them to? So we, what we do is we look at our rates and occupancy and and see what we have in those because sometimes we'll have a big group in one and nothing in the other. And so, therefore, the one that has less occupancy, I usually can give them a little bit better rate. And so that's how and, – and what we usually do, if they don't say, I would need to be at this property, we'll give them the option of all four properties. And that's the best thing about working with my sales team is, you know, so many state and different uh, schools and different different uh, organizations mandate you have three bids. I can do one better and give you four bids with one call. <laughs> yes. And so, I mean, it's literally one phone call and we can tell you where we can kind of put you in and give you a, a tiered rate and say, this one's going to be this, this one's going to be this. And then everyone walks away happy and saves a lot of time. Well, that's convenient. It is. So how do people find out about a St. George, but be your your little group of hotels. So, and that's that's our goal. Is that's what we are. Me, I've got Alex and Monica on my team, and the three of us are out trying to be running all the different circles, uh, the networking groups, and uh, charity organizations, and and involved in very, very many different things to try and get our word out, make sure that people knows that we're we're there, and we can save them so much time. I mean, it used to be <clears throat> that you would call all three of us. And we were at different hotels. And so it took, you'd get three bids from each one of us. Each one of us would work on the same thing, the same amount of time. We would take just a couple minutes longer to do all four hotels. And so about a year and a half ago, we actually combined our sales force and we split it up by segments. And so I've got Alex who runs my sports and tours. And so all my sporting events and my and our tour, my tour groups, Alex handles all of those for all four hotels. Monica does government and associations. So- and I, while you're saying that, can you post a link on the bottom of this Facebook? So if somebody wants to get a hold of it, if they have a sporting event, uh-huh. that Absolutely. might be canceled right now. But when this whole thing blows over, right. they can get a hold of Alex and Monica, you said? Yeah, Alex and Monica. And then yeah. myself handles the corporate business. So people that are uh, traveling frequently for for uh, business or companies that have frequent, frequent travel into the area, we can hook them up with a discounted rate with a web link where they can just click on and, and book it super easy. And have a good consistent rate. Okay, so when people are when they're searching Southern Utah, is there is there a certain place that they need to type in, or how? So so most of the time when you're searching Southern Southern Utah, or you're searching for a hotel and you're outside of the area, it's going to the specific brand. And so if you're searching, it'll 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 give you a number to the Hyatt Place or the Hilton Garden Inn or the Fairfield, and or the Holiday Inn and then that gets channeled into us. And at that point, if it is not a brand-specific um, lead, then we will say, okay, are you looking at just this hotel or are you looking at calling around? And when they say we're calling around, say, well, let me let me help you out. I'll give you four bids right now save you some time. <laughs> and so, but there's a lot of times that people will call up and say, I, I want Holiday Inn. That's all I want. I'm an IHG person. I want Holiday Inn. So okay. then we give, them that, we give them that right and rock and roll. Makes it easy. Okay. So tell me about uh, how you guys work with big events down here. You, you've given me this, but I want you to talk to everybody else. How many people can you accommodate? What, what benefits do they have with booking right here by the convention center? Tell me about that. 
So yeah, we my four hotels are wrap around the convention center, so we do thrive a lot off of the convention center business, and we house. Most of the people that come in for conferences will stay at one of our hotels because we are the closest hotel. So if you don't want to dr- have to drive, we're the hotels you would have to stay at. Okay. Um, but on top of that, I've got meeting space at three of my hotels. And so um, I can seat. I've got a boardroom so that I can do two people all the way up to 320 people for a meal at the Hilton Garden Inn. And so I've got everyone covered for meeting space or if they have their own conferences. Um, up to a couple hundred people for conferences or 320 for meals, I we've got you covered. When you say meals, you can have a conference and feed 320 people I at sure a conference. Can. I sure can, yeah. Okay. So I can feed up to 320 people at once. And so we between my Holiday Inn and my Hilton Garden Inn for Christmas parties, I mean, we. this sounds funny that we are in March, and I already have a lot of Christmas parties on the books right now. Our food is better than anyone else's in the area, and so everyone that has tried our food wants to come back to us, and so they make sure that they get on the calendar sooner than later because we book up, and our chefs are amazing at, at both properties. So can you bring some food next time so I can verify that? Game on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am a professional tester. I will try anything at least once. Right on. <laughs> okay, so up to 320 people. Do you guys help with... Uh, book out convention center stuff. So they call you and say, hey, I've got 500 people coming in town. Will you help help neg- or work with the convention center? We do. We do. So it's funny that you bring that up. Uh, so the girl that's over the convention center, she is a good friend of ours. We work with her on a daily basis. We, so right now with everything that's going on in the world, we're, it's <laughs> been, we've had a lot of cancellations. And it's been really hard on my sales team because all this work that we've done over the last two years – and seeing email after email after email of being cancellations, it's been tough on us. And so we we're trying to figure out how to work on the future, how to work on the 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 next um, the next hotel rooms we can we can sell versus what what we're losing. And so what we've decided is to break up the day a little bit and go on a walk. And so <laughs> that sounds funny, but it gets us out of the out of the hotel, out of our office, out of our element. And we go on a walk. And so we actually went on the walk with the tourism girl and with uh, uh, the girl over the Dixie Center with my team and those two. And we went and walked the trail over by the Dixie Center. And today at 1130, we went and did that. And so, I mean, we work with them on an ongoing basis. And we were always with uh, with them. We we work really well. And so if people do want to want to come to us and say, okay, I've got a conference that I want to do, we can see if it best fits in our property. Because the, at the Hilton Garden Inn, I've got 4,000 square feet that can break down into five different meeting spaces all in one time. Wow. And so if it works in our property or if it makes more sense to work at the, com- at the convention center, we've got that connection where we can work it all together. Okay. That's awesome. So tell, tell me more about these walks. Are you guys able to come up with some good ideas on We'll see. This was last night when I was getting ready to leave. I mean, it was yesterday was a somber day just because we had phone call after phone call of talking to associations and conventions and conferences that did cancel. They had to cancel because of, of the implementation of no more than 100 people in a room or more. And then the one step further of, of that hasn't been implemented, but it's been a suggestion of no more than 10 to people at one time. And so... So this is literally causing, I, I don't want to say tens of thousands, this is like hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousands or yeah. millions and millions. Yeah. Sheesh. And that's hundreds of thousands just for your four hotels. Mm-hmm. And that's just four. And we have, what, 13, 18 in St. George? 
Oh, there's I mean, a lot more. 20, 28 or 29. <laughs> and that's just you guys. Yeah. That, so we're going to have a huge impact over the next few months. We are. We are, unfortunately. And, and like I said earlier, I can't remember if it was before we went on the radio or not, but I'm more worried about the people that are going to go out of business and bankrupt than the than the actual deaths. Not that I don't care or I'm not caring of what's going on with the people that do get ill, but I'm, I really feel like the media is really hurting us. Um, I know that the president is, is going above and beyond any other, any other country and making sure that we're trying to be controlled of the spread. But I really, this is shutting everything down for a few weeks at minimum is what they're trying to do right now. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt some people and it's going to put them out of business. Sheesh. So in light of that, we're still... You're still plugging along. We are. You're still booking out hotels. Yep. Uh, tell me about some fun things you guys are doing because, in light of all the craziness. What are you guys doing to help stir business? So we, we're trying to think outside of the box. I mean, today we talked about and we're implementing uh, uh, a discounted uh, rate at all four of my hotels. And so if you book two nights, you get 50% off to show people uh, that you can still come down, you can still play. Um, from my understanding... I don't think we've had one case originate or that is in St. George of the coronavirus. Uh, from my understanding, the only people, two people that have been in St. George that were tested positive were the two that came down here from uh, the cruise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, we're, we're kicking, we're alive, we're going. We're, it's, it's, we need to start thinking about the future and not doomsday because it's not doomsday. I mean, it's, it, it, we we need to we need to be focusing on us our family taking care of people and enjoying life definitely so we've got about two and a half minutes left so let's talk about uh, some other the positive things in the hospitality things that ha- it has taught you that you're able to implement in your life that's helping you become a better person okay um, patience and listening is the is probably the the number one that I'm forever working on and um, Understanding what people are saying before responding, and uh, is one, and responding and not reacting is two. Uh, so, so long did I react before I would respond, and and so an instant reaction is usually not the healthiest thing to do. And so, to learn how to respond and not react is huge. So, can you tell us how to do that in thirty seconds? In thirty seconds. <laughs> Take a deep breath. One thing that sounds really weird, but count to 10 before you respond. Can you tell them that? Can I tell who that? No, when, when someone's yelling at you, can I count to 10 really fast? No, it's in my head. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ah! <laughs> okay. So take a deep breath, count to 10. Yeah. And how, how has that changed you or affected you in your business life and in your personal life? It has. I mean, it really has in, in both. I mean, the other thing that you want to do is remember you don't know what's going on in their life right now. There's usually something outlying, something behind if they're yelling at you or mad at you. you got to figure out what that is actually happening and why. And and for the business side, that's the one, number one thing is if someone's aggravated and, and upset at, at, at the front desk, we got to think – we don't know what's really happening in their personal life. And so we've got to be empathetic even if we don't know. Thank you. And mm-hmm. that that's an awesome note to be able to leave on is 
to to put yourself in someone else's shoes, take a deep breath when they start yelling at you, count to ten, and I really think that that would that would change so many so many circumstances in our lives. Yeah. So that said, Chris Benzington. It's Benson. Benson. Dang it. There's too many letters in his name. Chris Benson with Safari Hospitality. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks for having me. Again, this is Peyton Fisher with the Peyton Fisher Show. Tuesdays starting at 2.30 Facebook Live and 3 o'clock on Radio St. George 100.3. Thank you and have a terrific Tuesday. See you guys. Bye-bye.